a Good Morning Movement Church. Man, I am so glad that we get to come and hang out with you right there in your living rooms. Maybe you're still chilling in bed, sleeping, or the kids just woke you up, or wherever it is, man, we are glad that we get to hang out with you this day after Christmas. I'm going to say it one more time, and then we're done with it for the year. Merry Christmas. And I hope your day was amazing. Ours was incredible. We had so much fun, and the kids enjoyed uh, their entire morning together. And then we spent time with my wife's family and a little bit of my family, and it was a great Christmas morning. Uh, I I couldn't have asked for anything more. Definitely blessed this year. And, uh, you know, to watch the kids grab their packages and and tear open the wrapping paper and, and how much that they love that. This puts a good joy on your face, right? And so uh, this morning as we talk, uh, I was reminded of a lot this year and how, how uh, excited we were as a church and still are as a church uh, with everything that is going on in and throughout you guys. You know, we are reminded daily that, that the church is not this building. You know, I'm sitting here on the stage right now uh, where uh, Santa Claus was sitting just a week ago here. And, uh, but I'm telling you this, this is not the church. We don't come in here to, to come to church. You know, we come here to, to worship, but you are the church. We are the church. And this past year, we have had the opportunity to be able to serve in so many different ways. Uh, I got my friends here with me, uh, from Target Date, and they sent us a really nice, uh, Christmas card and uh, Merry Christmas from Target Dayton. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for serving. And uh, this is a relationship that we're going to continue on. And, and here in January coming up, uh, we're going to have another opportunity to go and to serve and be on the front lines. Last time we got to serve, we uh, made 900 subs uh, that went out into uh, the communities of Dayton And uh, this next time when we serve in January, we're actually going to be on the front lines. We're going to be serving the meals. And I can't wait for that. And we have some other serving opportunities that are going to be coming up, like uh, we're going to go out and we're going to package rice. We're going to get into our community and do some serving as well. And and, uh, over the past year, we had many opportunities to serve. And uh, I think none greater than uh, when we got to step up last minute to help out Tip City High School in their uh, 2021 senior graduation. And uh, we had some of our people from, from Movement Church that went out and uh, had the opportunity to be able to serve right there at Hobart Arena as uh, hundreds of people gathered to celebrate. But we knew that because of COVID and COVID regulations, that there were hundreds, if not thousands of other people that uh, wanted to be able to see it. And so we had the privilege to live stream uh, their graduation, and to be a part of such a huge point in those students' lives. And uh, not only did we do that, but we served in other ways throughout the city schools as we served uh, in recording choir concerts, high school and middle school, and and serving in many other opportunities throughout the, the community. And it's been a great, great year for that. We've had the chance to serve food. We've had the chance to serve Kona Ice. And uh, a lot of you have been a part of that. 
One of our greatest outreaches that we had this past year was something that we called The Hunt. And that came around Easter time when we had a thousand people right here on property. And uh, we had food trucks and and all sorts of things. And, And it was so much fun to see the joy on the kids' faces, just as we did yesterday on Christmas, as they came in celebrating that they found an egg. And uh, man, I'm excited that we get a chance to do that again this coming year uh, around Easter time as well, that we get to serve our community and be a part of it with them. You see, as we come together as a church, I'm reminded of, of really what it looked like for the birth of Jesus. We've been talking about that now for the past four weeks, going on five weeks this week. And, and uh, you know, we think about his infancy and, and how God... Uh, he, he laid a foundation even 400 years before Jesus came where they said that he was going to be born uh, of a virgin. He was going to be born as a baby and, and all these really cool things about Jesus that they saw even 700 years before his birth. Well, after all that time and he was finally born of Mary and Joseph and, and they were there to celebrate him and, and then they even escaped with him at one point to get away into Egypt so that he could not be found. And, and uh, then all of a sudden comes the point that his ministry begins. And I, I think it's really cool to look at that and then to look at us as a church. You see, God laid a foundation in me many years ago that I didn't even realize what he was doing. I had this fascination with church planting and, and everything that went along with it. In fact, I even went to some church planting seminars and, and was a part of some online things that just talked about how do you plant a church. Never in a million years did I think that this would be something that we would be doing, but God laid a foundation for that. And then we plant the church, we launch the church, and it's in its infancy. I, I won't forget being able to go out and worship with many of you around a campfire because we didn't have a building yet. And uh, we worshiped around a campfire for a couple months. We worshiped through Zoom and uh, we had live worship on Zoom and we heard a message on Zoom from many of our people and, and uh, we prayed for each other through Zoom. And there were many different ways that we were able to meet in the infancy of this church. But what I love about it is that I believe now that we are in a place where we read in Scripture as Jesus finally gets to this point that he's ready to start his ministry, two things take place. You see, the first thing is is he's baptized. Now, we can't baptize this church. You know, we could, we could all jump in a baptistry together and we could be the church and, and celebrate that. But, but really that signifies the beginning, the start. And though we've been launched for a year and great things have happened, I believe that this is only the start for what this church is really going to be doing. And so we, we finally, we're in a place where we're, we know and we see our identity and that is forming. It's not something that was just talked about and and tried to bring in. It's something that we are physically living and seeing and breathing. We we see so many different things that are taking place within this church and and, and people who are transforming, not just in in a relationship standard of, of I've accepted Christ, but in a relationship standard of I accepted Christ, He is a part of my life and He is taking my life and controlling my life, and moving me, and calling me, and shaping me, and uh, total surrender is taking place, and we celebrate that time and time again. But you see, Jesus was baptized by his, his dear friend, John the Baptist, and John, he, he, he says these couple words to Jesus. He says, 
Jesus, I, I shouldn't be baptizing you. In fact, you should baptize me. I'm not, I'm not worthy to do this. And Jesus says, no, this is what needs to be done. So I want you to hear this today, church. It is you that is the church. Jesus says this, I need you for this to be able to work. I need you for this to be able to happen. And I want to tell you something. I need you for this to be able to happen, for us to be able to propel into 2022 and into 2023 and beyond. We need each other. And this church is nothing without you. You see, there's hard times. There are struggles in a church. It happens all the time. Even look at Jesus's ministry. If Jesus is the church, we really reflect the church in his life. And what did he do as soon as he was baptized, as soon as they made that commitment to a fresh start, to a new beginning? What did they do? Well, he found himself in the wilderness. And he put himself to a point of depletion. He, he had no food. He had no water. And he was, he was thirsty and he was starving and he was completely fasted. And, and 40 days, Satan started to tempt him. And he tried many different things, offering him literally everything to sell out to his dad. But Jesus stood firm in what it was that he knew. You see, for us as a church, we're going to be tempted. We're going to be tempted to, to form our little groups and, and to have fun in our little circles. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to be accepted of literally everybody. We're called to reach out to those who, who are desperately seeking for the Lord. They're desperately seeking for answers. And if we find ourselves in these little cliques and little groups and we immediately turn into a country club church, and that is no longer what God has called us to do. You see, we're tempted a lot of times just to come in and be a part of it, say that we were here at church, but then to leave and to leave in a different standard, to leave in something that we weren't proclaiming to be right here in this room. We're tempted to do that. And sometimes we even fall into that temptation. But I want to challenge you, church. As we get ready to move from this Christmas season into the new year, that we find ourselves in a place that we are willing to propel ourselves to that next spot. Not because it's a new year, but church, it's because it's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. Every day we have that opportunity. Paul says it best that, that he literally takes up his cross daily. And what that means is that every single day he dies to get into Christ. He, he asks for forgiveness. And, uh, you know, so many times there's a lot of people that'll sit out there and say that you shouldn't have to ask for forgiveness every day. If you're asking for forgiveness every day, then you're truly not living the life. You're truly not walking the walk. But I completely disagree with that thinking. You see, there, there's going to be things that we're going to do that we never even realized that we did. There are going to be people that we're going to offend or people that we might hurt or things that we say that, that we never even realized could have even gone the wrong way, but then all of a sudden we've, we've hurt somebody. We've, we've even hurt God. Maybe sometimes we try to fix a solution on our own, and, and when we try to fix that solution on our own, we realize that the person that we've been turning to for many years made a problem, made a, made a solution for that problem, and yet we put it all on our shoulders and we say that we did that. We did that. So every day we take up our cross. It's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. Don't hang your hat on what you did yesterday. 
to just be put in the exact same situation of today. Every day, know that it's a new beginning. So as I said a couple weeks ago when we started this series off, if you find yourself in a place that, that you're struggling and you're like, man, I, I read scripture for a couple days and then I forgot, it's okay. I want you to hear that. It's okay. Start today. And if you miss tomorrow, start the next day. We need to move forward. Don't live in disappointment. Jesus came and he died on a cross so that we could be forgiven. And he showed us so much grace in that. And that grace is something that we receive daily. You are so deserving of that grace. I think that there's somebody here that needs to hear this today, that that you are beautiful, that you are wonderfully made, that when God said that he made you in his image, that you are perfect to him. You were made the exact way that you needed to be made. And I know for some of us, we struggle with that because we have insecurities. We struggle with that because we don't understand why things are the way that they are. But as God has proven time and time again, there's a reason and there's a purpose behind everything that he does. Sometimes we may not know it, we may not understand it, but there is something so big here for you. You see, there's a reason and a purpose behind everything. Why do we celebrate Christmas? We celebrate Christmas so we can spend time with with family, so we can rekindle some relationships. But we also celebrate Christmas so that we can remember our humble beginnings as a faith. That they began as a baby in the most humblest of forms. That they began out out of this complete chaos of 400 years without a word from God. So when you look at things and say, man, I don't know where I'm headed. I don't know what I'm doing. Just know that there were a lot of people that were in that exact same issue. But they had hope because they knew that Jesus was right around the corner. And what I love about that is that he promised you, he promised me from the day that he left to go be with his father in heaven, he promised that he sent his spirit here for each and every one of us. So every day that you walk, every day that you talk, every decision that you make, every turn that you make, He is here with you. And I don't know about you, that's so assuring to me, to know that even the times that I don't even think about it, He's there in the car with me. I'm going to tell you a story, and and then uh, then we're going to close up here, but as a kid, uh, there was a situation, it was around Father's Day, and uh, we were at a festival. And, uh, you know, we went, to, we went to church as kids. We went every single week and, and uh, never really knew much about the Holy Spirit. I knew that we prayed to the Holy Spirit um, because it was a part of, of how we would start our prayers, but, you know, really didn't know much about how the Holy Spirit worked. Well, years later, I, as I read through and I see how the Spirit works and I see how God works and how God makes things happen, 
uh, it, it started to make more sense to what actually took place. But there was a moment in, in my life where my brother and I, uh, we were at a, at a festival together, and uh, we were serving. We were working uh, some kid games, and my mom was also serving that night in the, in the tent, um, and this terrible, terrible storm came through. And immediately we heard the tornado sirens going off, and everything got to be crazy. And it was total chaos, and uh, I'll never forget my mom. She told me to grab my brother, go to the basement, go to the church basement. And we were literally, I mean, probably 50 feet away from the doors to this basement. And so uh, I got my brother, and she stayed behind to help secure the tent and, and, and make sure everything was, was tied down before coming to find us. And I took my brother, and I grabbed him, and we ran to the door. Well, the problem was is that we ran to the door that I remembered the basement being. And when we got to that door, uh, it was locked. And uh, I remember grabbing him. I didn't know what else to do because I couldn't think of any other basement to go to, even though we literally just passed the door that we could have gone into. And uh, I grabbed him, and we, we hid behind a bush because I didn't know what else to do. And in the chaos of the wind and the rain and... Uh, and, and everything that was going on, I'll never forget, out of nowhere, uh, this guy came down and reached down. He picked us up and opened that door that we could not get into, took us downstairs, put us under a coat rack, stayed with us for a minute. And then uh, after some time, my mom finally found us because she went to the other basement and ended up finding us in this basement. And uh, that guy was gone. And we looked and we searched and there wasn't too many people down there. And we looked everywhere. We went in the cafeteria and we couldn't find them anywhere. But I'm going to tell you something. That is how God works. In the time where you're the most desperate and the time that you're struggling to figure out what your next move is. And so you're scared and you're hiding and, and uh, you don't know what to do next. He's there to pick you up, to take you to safety, to, to take you somewhere. And uh, he doesn't always fix your problem, but he takes you and he protects you. And I promise you this right now, no matter what the season is that you're in, no matter what your life looks like right now, God is there for you. He's with you. And I'm going to tell you, the most important thing is, is that he chooses to be with us. He loves us. He cares for us every single step of the way. And he will continue to show you grace. So as we move forward as a church, I want you to remember that God shows us grace. God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for each and every one of us. That is love. And as we learned this past weekend, God is love. So as we finish up this holiday season and we get ready to move back into our, our normal lives and getting back to work after New Year's, I challenge you to enter this new season of life, this new season of church togetherness, refreshed and ready to do what it is that God has called us to do. And that is to serve and to love the world. And that is exactly what we're going to do. Jesus, I thank you so much for each and every one of our friends that we have here. They're, they're more than just friends. They're more than just people that come to church, but they're family. And Father, I pray for each and every one of them.
I pray that regardless of the situation, regardless of the things that are going on, Father, that they find a place that they know that they are loved, that they are cared for, that they don't have to live in darkness, that they don't have to live in fear, tucked down behind a bush, not knowing what's going to come and what storm is going to come tear through them. But Father, that they know that you are going to be there in the most desperate times and the times that we need you the most to pull us to safety. We know that sometimes that we are given way more than what we can handle, and that's so that we can lean on you, rely on you for what it is that you're going to do in our lives. And so, Father, I thank you for choosing us, for using us, for calling us. And, Father, we cannot wait to see what this new season of life, this new season of ministry brings to Movement Church. We love you so much, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, there's a couple things that you can do today, uh, just real quick, is that you can go on to movementchurch.community slash give. And this is your last chance, the last couple days to give to Movement Church this year. And so uh, definitely, if, if, if you've got it, we would love for you to be a part of this uh, last chance offering. And uh, I, I believe that God has some pretty big things in store, but we need you. He talks about what that that tithing means, what that giving your first means, and tithe in itself means a tenth. And uh, and so I want to challenge you to that. And I I don't want you to ever feel like you're in a place that you can't give. Uh, We're reminded in Scripture time and time again of of the woman that that gave her very last cent and uh, didn't have anything else to give, but she gave that one cent. I don't ever want you to feel like just because you can only give $5 or $10 that, that it's not enough, it's not worth it, that we'll, we'll laugh about it. No. Each and every time that you give an offering, a tithe, whatever it might be, that is between you and God. And we absolutely love that. And we celebrate that regardless of what that might look like. And so I challenge you, as, as we get ready for our end of year giving, this is your last opportunity to be able to give to the church for the year, and uh, we celebrate that. And uh, we want to challenge you as we challenge ourselves as a staff, as we challenge ourselves as a family, to be able to give what we can uh, to further the kingdom, uh, not only here in Tip City, but across the country and across the world, as uh, we have the opportunity to minister to so many people. Thank you so much for being faithful. Thank you so much for being all in. And we can't wait to be with you again next year. We love you guys so much. God bless you.